0: The shade. Hey, for the wine. Drink the drink that I have
1: made. Hey, for the wine. Tell you what Oh, good evening. Happy Sunday and welcome tonight. to Drink in the Style brought to you by Habitation hey, Furnishing brother, and Design in the Godforsaken city of St. Louis Park, Minnesota. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. Tonight, we are talking about the theater. Specifically, we are joined by Shelly Mueller, Marketing Manager for the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts. Shelly, welcome to Drink in the Style.
0: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
1: It's going to be fun. I love the Ordway. This is going to be so exciting. Uh, we're going to talk about some shows that are going on now, some shows that are upcoming, and hopefully some groovy behind-the-scenes stuff as well. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Are you going to share secrets? and Maybe. Maybe. We'll see in segment three after we've had a few cocktails. Exactly. <laughs> I hate Nathan Lane. No, it's right. kidding. <laughs> Everyone loves Nathan Lane. He's a national treasure. Right. No offense, Mister Lane, sir. Our master of spirits, Mister Dan Newkirk from Mercy Restaurant, Benedict's Mill Valley Kitchen. At all is with us. Dan, how have you been? Uh, tan. Tan.
2: I had to dump on like 18 pounds of lotion today just so I had to come out like an ashy mess on my face. You're slathered. <laughs> you do have a healthy glow. Shine. A shine. <laughs> you keep sliding down in your chair. Too. You notice that, huh? Just <laughs> squeak. <squish. laughs>
1: and uh, despite the fact that this is one of the few shows you're not hung over for, you've had a big weekend of... Uh, I, of dried out, I dried up the
2: last two days. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I could give blood right now.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. Usually we're afraid to light a match. You know what I'm
2: saying? <laughs> only, only gas coming out of me is methane if we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Well, we're going to fix that dry out problem. We're going to hydrate you. Uh, what are we going to drink today?
2: So today we're going to drink an original Tom Collins. And uh, I guess we could call this Tom Collins Goes to Minnesota because we have a uh, Minnesota-based gin. Uh, it's actually made in Madison, but they're based out of Minnesota. Uh, it's Crooked Waters. Uh, it's a spirit company and su- the Sundog Gin. So unlike most gins with uh, with juniper forward and tasting like pine needles, this one's very citrus forward. And we're going to bump it up a little bourbon barrel orange bitters from our friends over at Dashfire Bitters. Lemon juice, uh, 50 brixt uh, simple syrup sugar, and uh, bubbles. And shout out to Pellegrino, that's our carbonation source today can't go wrong
1: with the pellegrino it's interesting about the gin so by making it uh so by downplaying the juniper right um does it still remain gin i mean isn't juniper critical no. for a gin uh, flavor
2: like aquavit is made in the same the same s- source or uh, same way mm-hmm. uh, they have a strict botanical um, thing a uh, thing that they abide by uh gin you can make that s- in 9 days it's good to go
1: all right actually Any-
2: anything you want as long as you just you know you get a bathtub out back it's gin so, by the way, we are going to go back to putting our recipes up
1: on the Drink in the Style site for uh, something we haven't been doing for a number of shows, uh, several months overall, because I tend to be a little bit of a lazy guy.
2: I'd say we just had too much fun.
1: We just had too much fun. But we're going to start putting those back on. Uh, so at drinkinthestyle.com, you're going to be able to go on and find the specifics of the alcohol that we're using. Maybe we'll we'll tech it up and provide links or something like that to some of the uh, to some of the distilleries. it distilleries. be kind of fun, right? That's on you. Yeah, I'll get right on it. Uh, <laughs> Brad, why don't you start us with some mixing music, and Dan, tell us how to make the Minnesota Tom Collins.
2: Well, a uh, unlike unlike the Minnesota version of Tom Collins, there's gonna be no um, grenadine. Sorry, y'all. So two ounces of spirit. Three quarter gin, and uh, depending on where your sugar love is at, we toned it down a little bit for Mr. Rich today. Uh, usually it's an ounce of 50 bricks simple syrup, but it'd be three quarters today. And then one big healthy mandash of the bourbon bitters. Wow, this is going to be
1: amazing. All right. So you've got it mixed up. We should also say Dan had to bring in actually a little extra space
2: for preparation. We are going all out for Miss Mueller. On the uh, the Minnesota Tom Collins. One of the things important about this drink, because you are going to be carbonating it with uh, soda water, you want to do what's called a short shake. So about two to three shakes per drink. Uh, So I did about 12.
1: Interesting. Yeah, see, whenever I use anything that has bubbles in it, I'm always afraid to shake it at all. So you're doing a short shake. Never shake bubbles. Yeah. So you got a short shake, which means that you are shaking up the uh, uh, non-carbonated ingredients, right? Correct. Okay. And then you're going to throw in some bubbles. Pellegrino, once considered the definitive carbonated water, replaced by LaCroix, but in my opinion, better. It's still Pellegrino. Right? Yeah. It's Italian. Is it actually made in Italy, Pe- Pellegrino? Yes. Oh, sweet.
2: But not distributed by. Fair enough. All right, we've got the musical
1: theater going money, see on. I we are filling table. up a uh, Tom, uh, Tom Collins glass with rocks to the very top what's the garnish we're going to be using on this
2: Uh, lemon wheel Uh, you're welcome to do any kind of lemon if you want to do an expression but we have enough going on as it is
1: an expression once again for our listeners is when you squeeze the uh, the rind oil and sometimes we actually heat that up a little match to release the uh, the oils and flavors and uh, always makes the studio sound absolutely great smell absolutely great Always sounds great, at least when drinking a song. Matt loves the smell. <laughs> oh, McNeil, is he Welsh? <laughs> he should be. <laughs> should we? We should do that. We got it. We got to keep pushing McNeil. Those of you who don't uh, listen to the Matt McNeil show, which airs uh, from three till four weekdays here on AM 950. Should definitely listen to him. He's a great, great radio host. Some super, super. Uh, and, and we, of course, record right before he's in the studio, so he loves the way the studio smells. <laughs> and the adhesion that the table has. Yes. Once. <laughs> Do you just
0: like leave him a drink so that he feels more included? Maybe he
1: doesn't drink. We'd be oh, happy right. to. But uh, leave him
0: leftover fruit. He can just <laughs> suck on a lemon, <laughs> McNeil. Here you go. <laughs>
1: One of the beautiful things about a Tom Collins is the color, by the way. Tom Collins usually come out to kind of a lemonade, uh, a translucent lemonade. It better look like lemonade. Right, exactly. And then uh, Dan is cutting up the lemon wheels, which are gonna be dropped through. And you are actually dropping the uh, lemon wheels into the cocktail instead of putting it on the side as a garnish.
2: lemons are washed, no straws, for a zero waste cocktail.
1: Beautiful. This is gonna be a beautiful summer cocktail. We have everything mixed together, ladies and gentlemen. Raising our glasses. Thank you. This is uh, Mr. Johnson's show or a cocktail. Have a Cheers. quick sip. Salute to all. It's a health drink. I swear to God, I'm gonna yeah, start putting. Really, really oh my God, I should put this into my uh,
2: into my my water bottle when I do yoga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be sweating like uh, Patrick Ewing at the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how I would have described it <laughs> Excited Oh, this is really, really good I
1: love this Folks, mm-hmm. if you're looking for a summer cocktail You can't go wrong with the uh, Tom Collins And I gotta tell you, This this local Minnesota gin Again, it's called
2: uh, Crooked Water Spirits Sundog is the, the type of gin Because they also carry a Navy Strength gin Which would put you on your ass Maybe.
1: Uh, It's good, (laughs) good stuff. And you've issued a challenge, so I know that upcoming shows are going to have that particular (laughs) gin overall. All right, this is absolutely delicious. We are going to actually take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Shelly Mueller, uh, Marketing uh, Manager at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts. We're going to talk about some upcoming shows, what's going on now. And uh, we're going to be polishing off a bunch of Tom Collins today. (laughs) Some cats know how to take it nice and slow. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design, and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, on the radio program, I often say that life is the big stuff, but living is in the details. The furniture in your home may be details, but that's where you do the living so why not speak to one of Habitation's design professionals about making your space the best it can be? Habitation, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style, every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy, and I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself but still works every day. So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Were probably a couple of different versions of that particular track we could have gone with. Mr. Johnson, thank you for selecting that particular. It said 40 seconds. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Welcome back to Drink in the Style, <laughs> brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. That was We're in the Money off 42nd Street, which is, uh, of course, a fabulous production. Recently, currently... Currently, currently playing at the Ordway. Is that a similar version, Miss uh, Miss Mueller, too?
0: Not at all. That, <laughs> the the show is completely updated. Uh, so there's there's, there's, yeah. there's uh, it. it the final showing is 7:30 this Sunday night. So if you listen to this and, and and get it get it in your head that you should go, uh, it's more like 42nd Street. In you know, it's the same story. So the time frame hasn't moved. The timeline is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, setting. But it's so much tap dancing. It's it's amazing. Like this song in particular, uh, we're in the money. They literally drop dimes into these circular plexiglass holders, and they tap dance their butts off oh for about God. seven minutes, <laughs> leading into the into the intermission. And it's amazing. It's like stomp meets tap dogs. It's just it's incredible. It's I think it's one of those things where. Um, You sort of don't know that that thing exists in Minnesota. Like you think, oh, it's like spectacle, but it's a spectacle. And watching people come out at intermission is amazing because everyone's jaws are just open and they're like, can't believe we got to just see that.
1: Not the traditional version of just standard Forty nope. Second Street. You guys have cranked it up. That is uh, awesome. All right, let's take a step uh, a step back. Mm-hmm. Speaking of steps, tap dancing, <laughs> what have you? Let's talk about the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts, ladies and gentlemen, folks in Minneapolis and uh, Saint Paul, of course, are well acquainted with the Ordway. Shelley, give us a quick overview of the theater.
0: Well, our season starts, you know, in actually just a few weeks. Uh, It's catching up to me now. Um, So we kick off with Smokey Joe's, and that's our Broadway season starts in September. Uh, And along with all of those things happening, we have concerts, we have comedy, and that's something that started about three or four years ago. I started in my role last September, so I'm still fairly new to it there. Um, But we have a bunch of things coming up. We've got Capital Steps uh, this Friday. We've got Los Lobos next Friday. Um, we've got John Cusack doing a screening of Say Anything. So, oh my God, right? really,
1: John Cusack? Yep. So You're going to play just the, the holding it? We referenced
0: that <laughs> last <laughs> week. X. we referenced that
2: last week. Thank you very much. We right? did. You're oh, right. Oh, we've we come, come full circle. Did.
1: Yeah, awesome. So is he just going to stand on stage holding the uh, boombox?
0: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, no. So, so it's the 30th anniversary of since the release of that movie, Say Anything, which what? makes me feel super old. Seriously. Um, and then after the screening, it's a Q and A with with Mr. Cusack himself, and we just did one. Last month with Jane Fonda, which was a retrospective of her career. And then she took questions uh, that the audience had written down. It was moderated. But it was a great conversation for about 90 minutes with, really? with Jane herself. So it was That's very, really very cool. What were the
1: majority of questions that were directed at, at Jane Fonda? Some
0: people did drop it. And I'm not sure. And I still don't know how they were picked. Like people could write it down in the lobby, right? right. And then I'm not sure if her tour manager picked them or if the moderator did. Um, but some of them were political, of course, because they wanted to know you know, where she stood on things today and how she felt about things in general. Jane still being held
1: to account.
0: Still, still, Mm -hmm. still being held to account. Um, And then most people just kind of wanted to know what she felt about where we were at today in the world for women in particular. And, you know, she was, she did a really great job just of talking about sort of her career leading up to where she lands today and, and where she sees us all going forward. And it was just very funny, um, too political for some people. We had some commentary from it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, if you go to Jane Fonda, don't you expect that? Don't you expect a little bit of, of that? It's, it's you know, permeated her life. Yeah. It, it's a choice she made. And that's, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, one of the things she said was, you know, she never saw herself as a movie star. And then so she was kind of trying to do this, this life and never felt like she was really good enough. And then when she sort of hit this part in her career where she felt like she was doing a really good job she felt like it was kind of shallow mm-hmm. and she felt like she needed to dig back into what she could give back to the world so whether you agree with her politics or not the fact that she took a stand in a very unpopular war mm-hmm. with with or without the knowledge she has now mm-hmm. which again she has also mm-hmm. apologized for and said she would have handled it a different way um
1: I think that's really the key, isn't it? Yeah, and I've I've heard her say that. Uh, yeah. overall, it was it was fascinating. I've I've remarked in the past that you know, as I was uh, when I was a young man in the eighties, I was uh, very very conservative, and uh, and yet. Uh, having seen Barbarella, I was deeply conflicted <laughs> over <laughs> Jane Fonda on so many different levels. But it, 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 it's true, and to have gone from Hanoi Jane and and the attacks on her to now Moscow Mitch and uh-huh. and, and what's happening uh, with with that constantly uh, a changing flux of, of 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 politics and how people are nicknaming people, it's kind of it's kind of funky. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you've had Jane Fonda. So is that really the difference then between the Ordway at this point? And and say some of the other great theaters in Minneapolis the Pantages and 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 the Guthrie what makes something uh, ordway versus Pantages?
0: sure uh, so pantages is part of Hennepin Theater Trust and while they have a Broadway series it is Broadway across America so and I, i've never worked there so <laughs> not understanding what that curation process is but Broadway across America my understanding is is his own company so they have this sort of touring monster happening and you plug it into where it works in your season. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Ordway, we have, you know, uh, Rod Cates, who's our director of, our artistic director. There we go. Um, and so the difference there is we do have two things on our season that are called Ordway Originals. So, for example, 42nd Street is an Ordway original, mm-hmm. which means it was cast by Rod and his team and it's produced and paid for, and, you know, rehearsed at the Ordway. And then we have a lot of local talent in there. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it's like the Guthrie because the Guthrie doesn't do any touring. They do they cast all their own shows, produce all their own shows, direct all their own shows. Um, and then we're sort of a mix of the Ordway then also rents out. We have rentals. So there's someone in that role who rents out to people just looking for a space to have A show? A show or a benefit or a function. Mm
1: -hmm. So like an independent producer... Correct. ...could come and
2: put on a show Mm -hmm. at the Ordway for a period of time.
1: How
0: interesting. Basically,
2: you guys pluck pretty much everybody's talent pool. Like, I want a little bit of this, a little bit of that. (laughs) Like, you're coming with me. You're already
0: (laughs) in-house. Right, we try. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, And then also the Ordway itself as an entity... So I work for Ordway, the company. But the Ordway itself, the building, is part of an arts partnership, which includes the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra... Minnesota Opera, and the Schubert Club. So between the four of us, there's also some giant calendar that production keeps tabs on <laughs> that says this is the dates you have free. And that's when the Ordway, my team, looks for things to plug in there. So when there's an open spot, we book a John Cusack or a Jane Fonda or we book Los Lobos. So really it really depends on you know what every other our partnership is doing and when they need to be in there for rehearsals because the SPCO does take, get first dibs on that concert hall. Okay, space so just the, right awesome. the circle
2: background of the John Cusack thing, real quick with the uh boombox thing. Yeah, would it not be funny if somebody got him like a beats by Dre <laughs> that we <he> could do? <laughs>
0: that would be cool. Oh my god, I actually have a cutout of the Cusack holding the of Lloyd Dobbler, as you should we kind of keep calling him Flat Dob. <laughs> um, he's going to be living at Electric Fetus in the front window with Flat Bob. They have That's a Bob amazing. Dylan, mm-hmm. um, so uh, for a while. But yeah, it's, it's very cool. and so between our, our originals and what we you know book in ourselves, we're kind of a mix of Hennepin and Guthrie.:
1: Interesting. Yeah All right. so it's, and instantly, how many seats are there at the Ordway?:
0: There's 1965 in the music theater, and there's just over 900 in the concert hall.:
1: It's a great size. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts.: I'm
2: addicted to your charms. You're getting to be a habit with me.
1: This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design, and host of Drink in the Style, every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself, but still works every day. So there it is, Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities best furniture and design showroom. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Habitation Furnishing and Design is simply the best furniture design studio in the Twin Cities. What is a furniture design studio? It's a place where you'll find professional interior designers who are there to help you select the perfect furniture. A single sofa or an entire home. Our designers love making spaces exceptional. When you're shopping for furniture, it makes sense to talk to a professional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. in the style. I want to be like you, Los Lobos. Los Lobos, a great band on their 45th anniversary tour. Currently at the Ordway or going to be at the Ordway on?
0: Uh, August 16th. August yep. 16th. It's next Friday, and it's an acoustic set followed by an electric set. It's going to be amazing. Um, I've seen them a couple of times at Music in the Zoo through Sue Clan Associates. It's a it's a great show. There's a few tickets left, so if you're looking to do that, don't don't wait too long. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great show.
1: Yeah, it's, it, Los Lobos is a great band. Some great music, way better than just the La Bamba nonsense that we were talking about in the '80s that they came out with. A Popular hit, not my favorite, but some really good music that they're going to be producing or uh, yeah, producing out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're <clears throat> 45 years for any band is huge, and they're just they. They're consistent musicians, they're amazing. The shows are fantastic. So if you're into Los Lobos, you don't miss out or wait next f- Friday. Forty
2: five years puts you in line with like Aerosmith and
0: you know right. Rolling
2: Stones. You last that long. You're you're a badass.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: See, for Todd. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, you're listening to Drink in the Style
1: right here on AM nine fifty. And of course available as a podcast anywhere you happen to listen to. We're speaking with uh, Miss Chalet. Otherwise known as Shelley Mueller from Ordway Center for Performing Arts, we've been talking about some of the really cool stuff that you guys do, and some of the really experimental and exciting and unusual productions. Let me ask you before we start into some of the formal questions, Shelley. What was the first
0: actual show that you saw? The first show I ever saw was a school trip to the Children's Theater Company to see the Ten Thousand Hats of Bartholomew Cubbins. I
1: don't know what that is.
0: It's a Dr. Seuss book. Really? Um, yeah. Exactly. Practices. And it was it was wonderful. And I remember that was the thing that like, kind of sparked me and I started doing theater. So I'm like the only person in my family who's really into the theater scene. Um, so did theater all through junior high and high school. And then the Guthrie, uh, the year we did the one act plays because there's actually a one act competition, a state competition for theater. Um, and we did uh, all the world's a stage. So It was a bunch of different scenes from Shakespeare Mm-hmm. plays. And someone from the Guthrie education team actually saw us in competition because we'd made it to the finals and we did not win. But uh, someone but, <laughs> but someone from the Guthrie actually called my high school and said, you know, we're doing the history plays next year. Would you all be interested in coming out and performing this for us? Okay. So we were brought in to perform our one act play for a bunch of people from the Guthrie, not sure who, but like education people, like I can't remember. It's been a long time. But uh, it was great. They gave us pointers. We had a wonderful conversation. At the end of that, they said, well, we want to give you each a season pass uh, for next year because we're doing all the history plays. And so really, like in 91, that was my first introduction. I remember like showing up with my friends I'd, I'd done you know theater with for years, and we had this full season after we graduated where we were still seeing each other at, at the Guthrie. Mm-hmm. And so at 19, I became a season ticket holder at the Guthrie.
2: Really? Which That's of, amazing.
0: Yeah, which eventually led to me, like, working there part-time, to me working there full-time. But it really was that door of of someone from a major, you know, theater arts institution who, like, opened the door for a bunch of high school kids who were like, yeah. And I think most of us actually got season tickets for a while beyond that. But, I'm you know, I was a season ticket holder for years. Good for you. Yeah.
1: You know, it's, it's – uh, uh, I love the theater. I love people don't realize they talk about millennials wanting to spend money on experience rather Mm -hmm. than things overall. You're in the marketing group within the Ordway. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing a big trend towards millennials going to, to see the theater or has that not registered with them?
0: Well, I think it depends. I mean, in my time— By the way, them. Them, right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to make sure I have enough, (laughs) Those others. them.
0: You know, at the the Guthrie, (laughs) they were doing a really good job of doing this 30 and under, so below 30. So if you were under 30 years old, you'd show up with your, like, license, and we'd enter into the system— and you could buy a rush ticket if it was available the day of the show, like over the phone, <laughs> you know. So it was it was giving them the opportunity to purchase a ticket the night of a show they were interested in seeing. And, you know, you're seeing the decline of people buying subscriptions because just life is too busy and no one's really doing that anymore. Like even my generation is not, you know, heavily subscribing to anything Um
1: Subscribing becomes a have-to, and nobody wants have-tos anymore.
0: Right, exactly. So I think we're thinking of things in different ways. I mean, the thing that comes – and again, my, my tenure at the Ordway has been short. It started last September. But we recently did – And uh, after the
1: show, it's going to
2: become incredibly <laughs> shorter. Oh,
0: God. I had a moment of deja vu where I was like, I had this dream that I was on the show, and then I got fired. So let's hope that's not true. Resume? Right. I, I Resume? had a really full lunch so that I would not be – you know by the lovely Tom Collins from Dan at Mercy. Um, <laughs> which,
1: by the way, is a fabulous yeah, drink. it's really good. To seriously, uh, get to Mercy, have this. Uh,
0: but at the end of, Jul- end of June, we had a Napoleon Dynamite Live, which was a screening of the show, of the movie, plus it was John Hader, John Grease, and Efren Ramirez came in to do you know, a Q&A, just like we'll be doing for John Cusack in October. And we sort of looked around, and you know, the more you use like the digital and the social, you sort of see what people's voices are. Mm-hmm. And you kind of pivot toward that. So when you kind of saw the love and affection people had for Napoleon Dynamite and we'd say, like, a chance to win tickets, tell us your favorite line and who would you bring? Who's your Napoleon? And so we engaged people in a way to like to have us tell them why that movie meant something to them. Uh, so it was interesting to kind of figure out, like, okay, because it wasn't my favorite movie ever, but I sort of fell in love with it all over again watching how everybody else had affection for it. And so... You know, fortunately, I have this really amazing um, director of operations at who like manages all the things front of house at at the Ordway Tammy, and I was like, "There's, I want to do a couple of things, uh, and one of the things I want to do is rent a llama." <laughs> and we rented a llama.
1: How did you go about renting a llama? Uh,
0: well, there are llama farms in Minnesota. There are, all but we place. yeah. So we're currently there's that llama trek at the Minnesota Zoo, but they were full. But I found this Happy <laughs> Tails Petting Zoo, who were amazing, and they brought Jerry the llama. He's the best llama, uh, right? Jerry the llama, and he played the role of Tina. And they were, and that that team was very into it. They gave us like photos for us to use on social. But people kept engaging with Jerry the llama, and so it was like a hundred degrees that day, and Jerry was set outside, and people were coming up. There was a line for two hours straight to take a photo with Jerry Tina. the llama, right? <laughs> so, and, and we had, you know, and, and we had like food trucks. We brought in so people could come and have dinner in Rice Park that had just reopened. Get your picture with Jerry. Go and play trivia for a chance to win tickets for a photo op with with the actors. And it was just jam packed, and we were really surprised at like the turnout because we were like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe a couple hundred, but it was really full from from the get go, and it's because we were using that messaging on, on different platforms of social media.
2: Yeah. I I have tater tots in my pocket right now.
0: Right. Tater tots. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. You generally do. Maybe I I don't.
0: The amount of people who, who like messaged me, like, I can't believe you didn't get the, the tot boss food truck. And I was like, I tried. (laughs) (laughs) He was booked four months out. (laughs) I seriously tried. Um, so we're we're trying to think of different experiences because that's something like Minnesota Orchestra which is a place I have also worked has done really well. Like they do their movies, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a it's Star Wars and there's full so orchestra cool underneath, right? That.
1: that was so cool. Right,
0: and and they did have different experiences in the lobby, and they've done a really good job of engaging people to come early, have a couple cocktails in the lobby, and really sort of enjoy that experience. And I think that's what's missing from a lot of places. Like, you, if you're a fan, you want to go and have a great time. And so at the Ordway, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to figure out ways to engage you beyond just lobbies open, doors are open, enjoy the show and go home. So we're thinking of different ways to bring in other experiences so that you can sort of commune with other fans. And, and it's a really interesting, fun experience and that you're, you're, there's a takeaway for you. Like for John Cusack, say anything, in October, you know, I've already booked a transmission dance party. So if you're not familiar with transmission. That's, <laughs>
2: Are you serious? Right? Yeah. What is a transmission? <laughs> oh, you sure. want, one of my bartenders will be front line. I love so it. So you know. uh,
0: Jake Rude is a, is a DJ on uh, The Current, and he has a transmission night where it's mostly 80s, you know, post-punk, you know, trans pop, whatever. It's whatever he wants to play. He also has one of the most popular dance nights of like all time. And um, it's every week. And if you, this is how popular it is.
2: It's at VFW now, right?
0: Yeah. So the VFW now, it's been a lot of places, but, It starts at ten p.m. on a Wednesday and goes till two a.m. and that thing is packed. Actually, actually, it
2: goes a little longer than that. You (laughs) just got to know the guy hosting the after party. Just saying.
0: But for you to get forty somethings plus to go on a Wednesday night, a work night, and party like that's where it is. So we've 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 got DJ Jake Rude coming in to do a a pre-dance party uh, with themed music from like the '80s, which which that movie was in, and so people can come at six o'clock. Get that's, get their dance on, have some drinks, have some And fun. that's what it is.
2: Everybody dances their face off. Right. That is fabulous. Right. So
0: we're thinking of different ways to, like, add those kinds of experiences in our lobbies so that people do come. In. And it's more of a – it's a better memory, right? You mix
1: it up. Make it right. memorable. Make it
0: exceptional. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's the thing that I love most about the work that I've been doing is, you know, I think the greatest equalizer is art. Mm-hmm. So you walk into theater or you walk into a concert because music is really the thing I live, sort of live and die for. Um, I always say, like, number one, music. Number two, travel. Number three, travel for music. Um, but for me, when you're, <laughs> when you're in that room—
1: Number four is booze. I right, know. exactly. Yeah.
0: But when you're in that room, you're all equal, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you come from, what your religion is, what your politics are, what your— what you make, you know, your socioeconomic status doesn't matter. In that room, you're all there to enjoy the same thing and have the same experience. And so for me, I think the power of the theater and music and working at a place as great as Ordway is like you have that ability to really tap into people wanting to have a great time. And enjoy something on a very just basic level where you're all equal and it doesn't matter what happens beyond that door. Like, it's it's sort of that church for me. You know what I mean? I, I feel the same way about food. Food, yeah.
2: food and music are the two universal languages in the world.
0: Yeah, exactly. And pleasure.
2: Enjoy yeah. the time mm-hmm. that
0: you're
1: here and experience and got sink goosebumps. your teeth into it. Oh, yeah, that good. Right? right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we are getting yeah. metaphysical I like on a drink in the yeah. style overall. Mm-hmm. I do want to ask you, though. We're talking about some interesting shows that you've got. You've got one of the kind of most unusual shows that's going on coming up in november correct six correct. Yep.
0: six so six the musical is based on the six wives of henry the eighth okay and it just closed at chicago shakespeare um it's going to two other places it's going to boston edmonton and then lands in saint paul at the ordway uh, black friday november through december 22nd i believe um so we just replaced it we we're supposed to have ever after this year We're going to bump it to next season because we have an opportunity to present six, which was just announced last week that it's going to Broadway. Oh,
1: is it? it I was going to ask.
0: Yes, it'll open in Broadway in February. So if you want to see same
1: stage or same cast,
0: rather. Uh, Not sure about the cast yet. I think they're still figuring that out. But uh, I just saw it last week in Chicago, and it was amazing. Um, It's set up like it's ninety minutes straight through, but it's set up like a pop concert. No intermission. No intermission. Really? Yeah. So you can bring your kids on a weeknight. When you get a new drink. Right. Well. You got to load flasks. up ahead of time.
1: Are you going to sell six flasks?
0: <laughs> that would be right. Oh my god! That'd be awesome. In Chicago, you buy
2: six flags, Great America. Right, exactly. Six flasks in there. Um,
0: but it's set up like a pop concert where it starts with like who had the worst life, and the audience is going to decide who had who had the worst under Henry the Eighth. But then at some point, it turns Anna out. And leaves. Right. Keep going. Right, but it's.
1: <laughs> I gave it away. No,
0: but it's, it's very funny and it's very sweet. And there's the women who were in, it in Chicago were amazing. Um, There's some really strong power ballads in there that sort of surprised me. And I mean, it's funny and irreverent and uh, I think it's going to be great this winter. It's like the perfect, you know, people look for like maybe different fare for Christmas, but I think it's going to be amazing. It's an amazing night out with, with friends and family. I love it.
1: All right. We're going to take another quick break and come back. We're going to get a couple insider tips on the best way to manage a visit to the Ord way.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: And uh, and uh, and then we're going to do the habitation audio log. Maybe. Are we? Are we? I don't know. Uh, we'll maybe. See. Stick with <laughs> us. We'll be right back. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design. I have a philosophy: furniture should be beautiful, but if it's not comfortable, it's not much use to anyone. That's why at Habitation, we work hard to make sure that the furniture we sell is stylish and functional. Unique and useful. What more can you ask for? Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California is definitionally cool, in any event. Check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style, every Sunday at 5 p.m. You know, I'm often asked what kind of furniture Habitation offers. Now, I can go two ways with this. I can say something like, Habitation specializes in warm, modern, raw, industrial, and organic contemporary home furnishings. But what does that mean? It means that we have some really cool stuff, and that is the answer that usually goes over better. But cool doesn't mean crazy. And I'm proud to say that everything we offer at Habitation is functional and comfortable. The type of furniture that will allow you to express yourself, but still works every day. So there it is. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. It's the Twin Cities' best furniture and design showroom. Some cats know You can tell by the touching. Welcome back. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. Some cats know. Some cats know. Dan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm to say. All right. We have been speaking with Shelly Mueller from the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts, aka the Ordway Theater.
0: Do you guys prefer one or the other? We should just go by the Ordway. I know, right?
1: So much easier. Mm -hmm. So much easier. Shelley, a lot of people uh, kind of pick and choose here or there, and that's fine. But um, there are other ways to enjoy the theater. We talked a little bit about season tickets overall. But I want you to give an overview of how to best enjoy the theater. What options does the Ordway have for those who really love the unique, exciting, as well as conventional stuff that you guys mm-hmm. do, well,
0: I mean, we still do have the full traditional subscription. Um, and sort of the drive for, driving force behind that right now is we added The Last Ship a couple of weeks ago. What is that? The Last Ship is Sting's play that was on Broadway <gasps> oh, a few yes, years yes, ago, yes, and yes, he's yes. actually in it. Uh, and that's in April. So we will have Mr. Sting. We keep calling him Mr. Sting in Norway. (laughs) Sting himself will be performing in the last ship in April. um, So you can get that currently by buying a full traditional subscription, which means you're buying all of the Broadway that we have coming up this season. Um, And we also have a create your own. We have a choose your own. So you can go through and say, I would love to see, you know, the color purple, but I also want to see John Cusack. Oh, and maybe throw in, you know, locals, Nookie Jones. Which is if you're not familiar mm-hmm. with Nicky Jones, mm-hmm. great R and B funk band that we have in again in April.
2: Insanely cool. Yeah. I might be having some members of some members of that band have played with Fermi before nice. over at the the bar, and they'll probably do it again in the spring. Yeah, awesome, they're, awesome jam, like, Yeah, awesome.
0: they're amazing. They're amazing humans. They're amazing musicians, and it's one of the best shows going. And they have an EP release at Paisley Park actually in September. I'll. I'll push for Nookie Jones because I do love them. Push the Nookie, baby. Right, exactly. Um, But (laughs) there's really a lot of options. So for three or more different shows, so it can be Broadway, comedy, we've got Mike Merbiglia's The New One, which is, he's a comedian, it's all about him becoming a parent for the first time, and that's in October. So you can really create your own experience at the Ordway. You can pick a concert and pick some comedy. You can pick Maria Bamford and then also throw in Once on this Island. So Three or more shows get you a discount and uh, makes you a subscriber and you get all the fun things that come along with that. And, you know, it's a little investment in in St. Paul and in the arts. And I know there's a ton of options and there's great stuff going around all the time, which is why the Twin Cities is an amazing place to live in and be an artist and enjoy those things. But, you know, I think the Ordway has a lot of variation that doesn't happen at a lot of other places.
1: Yeah. No, it it, it does. And, uh, and it is a quality of life thing. And you have to support the arts within the community because it's so important overall. So, I mean, the Ordway is fabulous. Even though, I mean, AM 950, we tend to be on the western side of the Twin Cities. It turns out you don't need a passport to get to St. Paul. <laughs> you can actually just drive there at any particular time, and you can see these fabulous shows. So thank you. And the Ordway site, by the way, is?
0: Uh, www.ordway.org. Oh, it's org. Yep, .org. So if you're looking for uh, sting tickets or <laughs> last ship tickets or six tickets, um, we know that you know third-party ticket reselling is is a fact and a thing that happens. and. It's legal, but if you're looking for tickets, please make sure that you're on the proper site, not on the four or five sites that Papa probably <laughs> probably before us. Um, you know, if it says paid advertising, skip it. But make sure you're at ordway.org so that you're not paying beyond what that ticketed price should be.
2: So Solid advice. Quick, quick question: Who did I give money to for my St. Paul passport? <laughs> <laughs> Habitation, oh, furnishing, damn. and design sell St. So Paul That's passport. It was. <laughs> right? Well, St. Paul's St. Paul is amazing. It's just you have, to, you have to plan for it, especially if you want to drink.
1: Yeah. I'm a huge fan of St. Paul, actually. You know, being from Buffalo, New York, originally, mm-hmm. I got to say, I've St. Paul makes me think of home a lot more than Minneapolis does. Minneapolis is Manhattan, overall. Mm. St. Paul is Buffalo or, you know, one of the earthier cities. So I'm a huge fan. Right. And you got to get over there. But it is. It's one of the strangest things. One when, when Christina, my wife, and I moved to Minnesota years and years and years ago, we were shocked that people would not go across the river to St. Paul, that they acted like it was a totally different city. And we were like, it's the same city. It's it's a different borough at best. Right. But in fact, you do eventually fall into an association with one or the other, and there's no reason for that. And, so- the, and the
2: funny part, I live in northeast Minneapolis. I live on the other side of the river, so it's kind of a funny little thing that it gets talked about. Mm-hmm. It's kind of silly.
1: Yeah. It is. It is. It is. So it'll happen. And and again. And when there's driverless cars and you can drink to your heart's content <laughs> and simply hop in the back and it'll drive you to where you're going, I think that whole thing will disappear. Yeah. But
2: until the then, make the effort. The Renaissance. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm.
1: We did. We did.
2: Dan, tell us about Mercy. Anything going on? Uh, so for the uh, the month of October, we're going to be doing uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month all all month. We're going to be hosting the, uh, the the opening night, which is a Tuesday, uh, for the uh, Mean Girls. Um, play And it's going <laughs> to be It's going to be pink Everything And we'll have, we'll have Cocktail specials uh, We have a thing Going on at Mall of America August 14th As a fundraiser uh, We'll be raising money All month for breast cancer awareness And uh, I don't know It's pretty cool To actually give back Once in a while Good for you
0: Yeah that's amazing
1: You guys do awesome things You did the uh, The mean girls As opposed to the, uh, the Well was the...
2: Last, last year In November We did Homovember <laughs> It was, was, it, was it, spo- it was sponsored by people in the LGBT community, and we we basically grew mustaches mm-hmm. uh, for the for the for the um, the Movember Foundation. Yep. Okay. And Jim B matched us. Uh, it was like three grand we made. It was it was awesome. Oh, good and we got drunk in the process. Oh well, that always yeah. makes it work. By the way, uh, Carl
1: Peltier, guest on the show, commercial design lead, uh, recently grew a mustache, and I got to say, I'm against it. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like William H. Macy <laughs> it's heartbreaking from- oh we should post that on the drink in the style <laughs> you could have a, 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 a picture Carl with and Carl without a, uh, a, a
2: from, from shameless the, the shameless era from the shameless
1: era actually no this was uh, no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking Fargo but he didn't have a mustache back then yep. alright we're gonna do the habitation audio log because this thing is about to uh, to expire so uh, let's do our habitation audio log our semi-weekly discussion of small business through the prism of Habitation Furnishing and Design. And Greg's an effort to try to read something after three Tom Collins that we've gone through? <laughs> Ish. Ish. Followed by, uh, or preceded by a couple of shots of tequila. Alright. Habitation audio log, installment 43. Home Furnishing Association Insights Conference. Next week we will be doing a rerun of Drink in the Style, something we haven't done in a few months since I will be in the lovely village of Cleveland, Ohio, for the annual Insights Conference from the Home Furnishing Association. Every year, the HFA hosts a conference for retailers across the country where we can gather, discuss best practices, industry challenges, and other such matters. I'm a big fan of the association. One thing you learn very quickly as a small business person, is that it can be both lonely and demanding. Not only are you expected to be an expert in everything from search engine optimization to shipping to sales tax requirements, you often feel that you're supposed to know how to do it all, all on your own. The HFA offers perspectives from peers as well as large retailers, and for that, I'm thankful. So the only thing I'm really going to push in this week's log is this: if you are a small business person, I strongly encourage you to consider joining whatever industry industry group you might be uh, uh, that might be prevalent in your industry. If nothing else, they generally provide context, and that makes bitching about problems that much more meaningful. How was that? Did that work? That worked this week. Yes. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's about community. It's about actually being a part of, of a larger organization, something I'm not particularly good at, being a team player. But in this case, things like the HFA or other organizations within your industry. Dan, what's the industry organizations that are dominant in the restaurant business?
2: Uh, it's a little rough, actually. But like uh, in the bartending world, is a USPG, United States Bartending Guild.
1: Okay. Ooh,
2: no, not all. I love anything that's a guild. yeah but not all <laughs> chapters are made the same mm. and I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm not a part of the, the North Star Bartenders Guild but that's no discredit to them they're doing the thing uh, that's for the bartenders thing as far as restaurants uh, community wise we, we do have an organization that's been started via the Henneman the Theater Trust we're trying to make, uh, make downtown safe again hmm
1: which is key. By yep. the way, I know some of your Facebook posts yeah. regarding the porta potty requirements yeah. in
2: Minneapolis, <laughs> yeah. which actually
1: dovetailed beautifully into my demand for porta potties at Big Island on did Lake you, Minnetonka. Did you see
2: the very graphic picture that I posted? I did see the very Were graphic picture. Were you surprised about the graphic picture I posted? I was not surprised at all. Well, good. I'm trying to not be so shocking anymore.
1: I've been from New York, my yeah. friend.
2: I, I, this, these. You've seen said picture. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was for, for anybody that has seen it, it's the longest, oh, well, maybe stuck maybe together maybe maybe piece maybe of human maybe feces. Maybe. It was it was rough. It was rough, <laughs> but it was in my employee entrance, where my employees have the pass oh to goodness. go to every single day to work. Uh, did you did you, okay. did you
1: gentlemanly like drop your shirt across the? <laughs>
2: Hell no! <laughs> Hell no! I call it security. <laughs> security. Yep. That's uh, out of my uh, wheelhouse. <laughs>
1: Shelly, what about you? What's the, is there a Minneapolis? I mean, other than Hennepin County Trust, which, as we've already talked about, is kind of its own little thing. I
0: mean, the arts partnership is kind of its own thing, too. So after that, Tom Collins, I don't know that I can talk about it. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to misrepresent. I don't want to misrepresent.
1: <laughs> and once again, segment four lives up to its potential.
0: Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. At Mercy and your delicious Tom Collins.
2: Wait, oh, way to go, Greg, Lord. for facilitating all this. This is what I do, really. <laughs>
1: I bring people together and get them all in trouble simultaneously. <laughs> That's it, my friends. We have drunk our way through yet another episode of Drink in the Style. On behalf of our guest, Shelley Muller, Mueller. Sorry, Muller Report, okay. Mueller. Uh, our producer, Brett Johnson, and our master spirit, Stan Newkirk, I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And to quote a personal favorite of mine, W.C. Fields. Show me a great actor and I'll show you a lousy husband. Show me a great actress and I'll show you the devil. Good luck, everybody. (laughs)